Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to In Living Color Abroad. I'm your host, Andrew Rodriguez. On this episode, you'll be hearing from Margot, who is living and teaching in Qatar, in the Middle East. A funny quick story about Margot is she was originally supposed to be my second episode. Now we're at episode five. And what happened is we recorded about a month ago and I was using this app called Audacity and it crashed. And I was never able to recover the files or even open the application again. I even took it to the tech guys at my school and they couldn't figure it out, <laughs> which has made me use GarageBand, which I used in college. And I'm relearning how to use it um, to edit, you know, things like that. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. This is In Living Color Abroad. So here is Margo. Margo, welcome to In Living Color Abroad. Hi, Angel. Thank you for having me. Again. Again. <laughs> Hopefully this time <laughs> it goes a lot smoother and does not crash. I was telling her uh, before we started that if it crashes again, probably not meant to be, but no. <laughs> so <laughs> so Margo, uh, by the way, just to give some context to this conversation, it is now... Eight nine a.m. in Costa Rica. What time is it? Is it in, in Qatar? It is six p.m. Yeah, so that's why it's been very difficult as well to <laughs> to get her on. And if, correct me if I'm wrong, Margo, but in Qatar the weekends are Friday and Saturday, correct? Yes. Exactly. Um, I went to work today. Yeah. <laughs> I went to work on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, so it's very strange considering that obviously here in Costa Rica is. is Saturday and Sunday. But anyway, so Margo, tell us a little bit about yourself, if you don't mind. Okay. Um, well, I'm Margo. I, <laughs> I'm a teacher. This is my seventh year teaching. And this is my first year teaching abroad. And I've never, this is the furthest I've been away from home. And it's been, it's been a, a great experience so far. That's awesome. Um, so I, you're from South Carolina, correct? Yes, so, I am from South Carolina. I don't so, think I said that. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, but <laughs> <South> Carolina. <laughs> no, because I want to. Because yes, yes. No, because I, I personally know very little, next to nothing, about South Carolina. So before we get into like the whole, you know, you and Qatar, tell us a little bit about what is it like growing up like in South Carolina. Like, what is that like? Um, my experience, um, is very. It's very laid back. Um, there's not much to do. And I think most people are like you. They don't know much about South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I mean, it's a it's a country in the, well, it's a country. It's the state in the southeast part. It's very country, um, very agricultural. Um, like our... our cities that you might know are the beach like Charleston and Myrtle Beach mm. and um, that's pretty much it um, <laughs> but <laughs> so I will say South Carolina is very family oriented um, people who live in South Carolina uh, most of their family or relatives live in South Carolina very close to them um, so 
once people, once you, like, if you're born there, you're probably going to stay there most of your life. Mm. But yeah, that's that's pretty much all I can say about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, it's good. It's good to know, know because again, I, I I know very little. I had never even been to South Carolina. I only been to North Carolina, so that's why I uh, I asked. Yeah. But so now that you mentioned South Carolina, what is something that you feel is that's a, that's in South Carolina that that makes you that makes it feel like home? Like, is there something about it in particular that makes it feel like home to you, or or many different things? Um, no, that's a good question. I would honestly say, <laughs> um, well, of course, my family, family is home, um, but something about South Carolina the trees like <laughs> there's green everywhere there's trees everywhere um, flowers everywhere pollen everywhere I, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's South Carolina to me oh so that, that, that makes it feel like home yes that makes it feel like awesome. home awesome, awesome pollen that sounds lovely <laughs> yeah it's not for the pollen part yeah oh and the people are very nice I will say the people we're known for our hospitality. Got it. Uh, so that southern, nice. that southern hospitality, right? Yes. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. All right. Also, I forgot to mention how I know Margot. So, like my first guest that I had, Ikuma, I met Margot as well in San Francisco at the job fair for international education, and she was there with uh, about five, six other people, black women that were there at the table that I in- intruded upon. Uh, <laughs> and place myself at their table like you know what i want to sit here too there's nobody else of color here but uh <laughs> no so oh wait so talk about that uh so you you're you taught in south carolina for how many years um six years six years and tell me a little bit about like how would you describe like education the education system in south carolina the education system in South Carolina, I think it's a lot like um, a lot of just the education uh, system in general. Like it needs a lot of work. But I will say South Carolina needs a lot more work. Um, we need to, as a teacher in South Carolina, I just feel like the education system invested in their teachers, supported their teachers. Um, I didn't think that the funds were allocated fairly for our students so they could have like the best education. Um, it was tough. (laughs) It it was tough being an educator in South Carolina. And Um, is that what made you want to like leave, like leave the country? Is it was the educational system? Was that your main reason? That was, that was my main reason. Yeah, it's tough been a teacher in South Carolina. I think we have like one of the highest um, teacher uh, rates that's leaving. Turnover rate? Okay. Wow. Yeah, turnover rates. And that's, they're actually leaving education. Like they're actually leaving teaching. So wow, I, I didn't I know that. Like huge problems there in South Carolina. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. All right, so now to much, uh, hopefully, happier times now that you're in Qatar. But <laughs> all right, so now let's take us to a little bit of the process. So now you're in San Francisco. You meet, you know, you meet who you meet there. Which which place did you have in mind? Did you have any place in mind that like I want to go there before you went to Qatar? Like, what was that like? Well, 
actually, I did. I did like um, a Skype interview with a school in China. Mm. And they're like, okay, yeah, like, we really like you. We're going to set, are you coming to the conference? I was like, yes. And they're like, well, we'll schedule a interview with you. And um, that was the first interview I did with them was actually before, um, because we have a day where we're getting information about the different schools and we have the next days where you actually get to interview with those schools. So the day that we were, the, the day before the interviews, I interviewed with that school in China and, um, and I really liked them and they liked me and, <laughs> and the next day I did some more interviews and never heard of Qatar but I like what they were saying in the interview and I chose them over the school in China and is there a particular reason why you chose uh, Qatar over China? like the my interviewer which is the director of my current school she was like well you know Qatar is like the safest country in the world. Uh, we'll take good care of you. That's if nice. You want to, like, if you want to go to China, China's only like five hours away. <laughs> so she really sold me on Qatar. And like um, after the interview, I went back and did some research and like everything that she said was like true. And I was like, okay, um, I really like Qatar. But I never, I had never heard of Qatar in my life. Wow. I'm feeling to say that, but I never heard of it. Uh, didn't know where it was. I knew, well, I knew it was near Saudi Arabia. I figured that out. I was like, okay, Qatar, Qatar, Qatar. But it was not, it was not like a, a country like at the forefront of my mind when I was thinking about um, <laughs> jobs or places to go to for a new job. Got it, got it. When you received the offer from Qatar, what was going through your mind? Oh, I was like, well, first of all, I was like, oh, this is a nice offer. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, was it more? Was it more than you were getting paid in the states? Uh, was it more than I was getting paid in the states? It was a little bit more. Okay. Not much, but they were going to pay my rent. And they were going to, like, I didn't have to pay for internet or, like, any light bill. I didn't have to pay for that stuff. So I was like, oh, this is going to be so nice. So, all right, so what else was going through your mind? Like, obviously, if you if you'd even heard of the country before, <laughs> so now you're going to go live there. So, well, well, take us through that process of, like, you know, were you doing, like, some mental gymnastics of trying to, like, convince yourself of, like, or what was yes. it? <laughs> like, honestly, in my head, I'm like, oh, my gosh, what are you doing? Like, what? Like, you're going <laughs> to the Middle East? Um, <laughs> you hear, like, all the news stories, like, what's going on with Iran and all that stuff. And, you know, Qatar is close, close enough. But what is like, honestly, the first, the, one of the first things that went through my mom was like, what is my mom going to say? Like, what is she going to say? Like, I know she's going to think I'm crazy. But then I was like, I thought to myself, this is like a once in a lifetime opportunity. You should go. You don't have anything holding back. Um, just do it. So it was like, I was literally 
fighting with myself inside my head, like, girl, you're crazy. What are you doing? And then it was like, other parts, like, girl, like, you better take this opportunity. You're not going to get it again. I was just all over the place. Like, I called, I called my friend and she was like, what? Oh my gosh. Like, what are the details? And I was like, does this sound good? Like, is that, is that okay? Like, Look at look this up. Is that is that normal? Like it was just because <laughs> I have never done anything like this in my life, and so I was just like, oh my gosh! Like the question and like like just being happy, and then like oh, it's just it was just a lot <laughs> going through my head personally. So was there anyone that you spoke to? I know you spoke to your friend, but was there anyone that was pushing you to do this? Um, no. <laughs> No one was pushing me. Was, no was anyone encouraging you to do? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, who was it? Who was encouraging you? But encouraging me, yeah. Um, I got introduced to. I, I went through the process through uh, ISS Grow, and I have uh, one of my good friends. Uh, we worked at the same school together, and she had already done it. Like she had went to the the conference that was in um, Atlanta, which was like much, much closer to me than yeah. San Francisco. Same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. To you too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I don't know, like she, her name is Kiera. She was talking to me and she was like, oh, we should do it. And I'm like, okay, girl. Like I was like looking at her like, I, first of all, I don't know if it's legit. And then I was like, she's not going to do it. And so she went to, she went to the conference in Atlanta in December and she landed a job in the Philippines. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, I was like, okay, I'm going to register for it. And the same, the same program that she did. And they had a, another conference coming up in February, but it was in uh, San Francisco. And I had, I booked, I had a little bit of money that I had. I was like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I booked the ticket. Uh, I, I booked the hotel. I stayed in the hostel. Yeah, I stayed in the hostel. And, um. Good for I, you. I, I stayed in a hostel too. <laughs> you did a hostel too? Yeah, yeah. I did a hostel. San Francisco is missing. Um, so <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I. And, and honestly, this goes back to what I was thinking in my head. I was like, Margo, you spent all this money <laughs> to get to San Francisco. What are you going to leave, like, empty-handed? So, like, it was just, I just had so many conversations with myself. <laughs> and I decided to just leap, just, just go, like, just go into the unknown. And, yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's really, and as, as I was saying before to other people as well, and I'm sure I told you this is like, when I chose Costa Rica, I thought I was doing like 1.0 living abroad. Here you are as a black woman going to the Middle East. Like that to me is like 3.0 difficulty level, you know? <laughs> hey, go big or go home. Exactly. That's, no, that, was that, my, that was my motto in my head. <laughs> I, I think that's awesome. And so let, let's speak about that. You say you had a lot, of, a lot of conversations with yourself. What is it like? I'm sure this conversation still happened, right? Of like now that you're currently uh-huh. there. And how long have you been there now? Um, I think two months now. Yeah, two yes. months, yeah. I think we were right around, around the same time. Yeah, I had like two months here as well. So like, mm-hmm. tell us if you don't mind, like what th- those hard days that you have, right? Whether it's school or just in general getting accustomed, like 
what are those conversations like? Is it like you convincing yourself still that, hey, this is the right decision? Or like, is there like, you know, a sense of like, oh, regret? Or like, basically, like, what are those conversations like during the hard times that you have? Because they're, you know, I've had hard days. I'm sure you have as well. So like, what is that like, those conversations? Oh, definitely. Another good question. Well, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, I haven't gotten to, like, on a bad day, I've never said to myself, oh, I regret coming here. Um, the heart, when it gets hard, whether it's at school or I um, I, I get lonely, like, that's, that's a big part of moving to a place by yourself and you don't have that built-in um, friends or family, I just say, like, oh, it'll get better. Like, I have to tell myself, it'll get better. Like, I'm I'm still new here. I'm still adjusting <laughs> because it's, um, it's hard because uh, back home, well, Qatar, it's seven hours ahead of um, mm. South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, The weekend is Friday, Saturday, and honestly, I've had a lot of trouble adjusting. So, like, what goes through my head is, like, okay, you got to keep pushing. It'll get better. It'll get better. Um, I I haven't had a moment yet where I said, okay, that's it. I'm leaving. (laughs) My mom coming home. Like, even, (laughs) like, sometimes I'll vent to her. She was like, you want to come home? I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not coming home. I'm good. Like, it's, it'll be okay. So, yeah. Still, just, like, trying positive self-talk. I love that. That's important. That's important. And I think also, like, the network, right? Like, and I think that's why, like, you know, <laughs> the point of this podcast, too, right? Like, I use it for myself. I don't know about for you, but I use it like a little bit of a therapy session and like a journal of yeah. like, you know, like talking to people that are, are in the trenches with you, you know, and going through very similar things. And I think to that point is like, because, yeah, I, I think the biggest part I think that I, I've noticed the reoccurring th- theme is the loneliness component, right? Of like being alone. No one knows you here. Like my previous guest said, like, no one knows your story. And if you're okay with that, then it, then you can, you know, you can live abroad. And it's basically, you have to tell your story to everyone that doesn't know you, right? No, mm-hmm. no one's going to be like, hey, there goes Margo. It's like, who is this woman? Like, <laughs> right. you know, so I think it's one of those things where it that part is very difficult to, to not be able to speak to someone that just knows you and knows mm-hmm. the, the, you know, your, the in and outs of who you are as a person. And, and obviously that also looks very differently culturally as well of how you even go about doing that kind of stuff, you know? And... Yeah, but all right, now that we're talking about that, about that adjustment part, speak to us about Qatar. So what has been the easiest part to adjust in Qatar? What has been the easiest thing? If there is an easy thing. (laughs) (laughs) There is, like, there's a lot of easy things. Like, what things there Living in Qatar is not hard. It's not hard at all. Um, uh, I will say, like, convenience. Um... Like, tonight I just ordered, like, a lot of food off the of Talibat. That's, like, the delivery. Um, <laughs> it's our DoorDash here. So they deliver okay. the food. Um, there's there's people who do everything for you. There's people who come to your house to get your dry cleaning. Um, there's people who you can pay to come clean your house. I haven't done that yet. I should do it. 
Um, <laughs> uh, everything is very laid back. South Carolina is very laid back. Qatar is very laid back, and I like that. Mm. Um, except for the traffic, but on it depends on the time of day. And you just, I mean, you just have to be very a very defensive driver. I'm scared. I don't have my license yet. I'm scared to get it, but I'm mm. going to get it. I'm going to do it. Um, so yeah, the the just laid back, just attitude or mood or just the people. They're very laid back. Like nobody's in a rush to do anything. And that and that is like South Carolina. So. Mm. Yeah, that, 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 that's the exact opposite for me coming from New York, and that's been difficult for me to adjust because here in Costa Rica, uh-huh. everything is all laid back. Like, <laughs> so that's oh, been, yeah, yeah it's, been, it's been very uh, difficult to adjust. All right, but what's been the hardest thing then? If that's the easiest thing, the convenience, the laid back, what's been the hardest part? I really think I would have to say be, everything happens at night here. Like everything opens at night. Um, I'm not really a night owl, so um, what I mean by that is that it's so hot during the day <laughs> that a lot of businesses are closed. I mean, I'm at work most of the day, but even like say on the weekends, you want to go um, like to the post office. The post office will probably be closed uh, from like a let's say twelve to two or twelve to three. Mm-hmm. No, twelve to four, and um, it won't open till like four o'clock. So, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's or the bank, the bank, um, bank the same thing. Like if you have to get something done right then and there, um, you just have to wait. Um, the malls, they they are open most of the day, but they come alive at night, nighttime. Because it's hot here. It's the desert. So. Yeah, how hot does it get? Speaking of like, how hot does it get there? Let's see. When I first came, I'm trying to adjust to, like, everything is uh, the use of metric system here. So they're like, oh, it's 50 degrees outside. but <laughs> Celsius, yeah. Yeah, but it's Celsius. But man, that like, is mad hot. 50 degrees Celsius. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely over 100 degrees. <laughs> yes, definitely. So the, when I first got here, I think the average was like 118 degrees oh Fahrenheit. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, like, how do you able, you don't melt? How you ever survive in that? <laughs> oh no 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 no! Like Qatar is amazing. Like you can't live without. Everyone stays inside. And everyone has air conditioning, like blasting all day, all night. <laughs> you don't, you don't go outside. No, 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 no. You only go outside if you need to catch an Uber or your Kareem and your. No. So basically, like thirty seconds of being outside, and that's. <laughs> yep, thirty seconds of being outside, and then you're, um, then you get in your car, which is air conditioned, and you go to the mall, which is air conditioned. Like everything is air conditioned. Like no, no, no. no. <laughs> so it's definitely um, livable and survivable. That's good. Well, I hope to yeah. God your AC never goes off because <laughs> I know. No, if it does, they're pretty good. Like they'll come fix it immediately. Oh really? Yeah. Like I thought mine was broke, oh, but gosh. um, <laughs> but it wasn't. I just didn't have it all the way on, and it came just like that. They don't play. Like no, no, no. 
That's no good. one's going to yeah, no one's gonna be out with air conditioning. And now that you've spoken about um like wow, so it gets really hot there, that's good to know. <laughs> um <laughs> what has what would you say um has been like the adjustment when it comes to like other people just like you because i what i did hear is i is that there's a huge expat community in qatar like a good portion of people that live in qatar are not from qatar is that true yeah the majority of the people are expats um i think only and i should have checked this statistic before i talked to you but (laughs) i think it's like only like two hundred thousand native qataris but there's like two million people that live in Qatar. Almost two million people live in Qatar. Wow. So that is the vast large. majority, yeah, are expats. And do you know like where they're from? Like a general idea? Like are they also from the um, Middle East or just everywhere in the world? Uh, pretty much everywhere. Yeah, from all around the world. Most, most. I think the biggest group is uh, Indians. Um, then we have a lot of Sri Lankans. Um, there are a lot of uh, uh, Kenyans and Somalis. Then, on the on the Western expat uh, spectrum, you have a lot of there are a lot of Americans. I ran into a few um, British people. Oh, there are, there are a lot of Canadians here. A lot of New Zealanders, and I'm. I've met like one person from Australia, but I'm quite sure there are a lot more. So, oh, Irish. There are a lot of Irish people here too. Hmm. Okay, wow. All right. So, so it's a very diverse. Very huge expat community. So now just speaking mm-hmm. about the expat community, have you noticed any people of color, any black and brown people that, besides obviously, you know, we're talking about people from Kenya, Somalia, but people that are like from the States. Have you, have you met oh, anyone? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Let's see my school there's Kenesha <laughs> why is she the only black person <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh yeah uh, there's one <laughs> there's like two uh, British black guys with NYP <sighs> yes there are more <laughs> and I can't think of this. but yeah I've met I've met um Two nice ladies. They're from Jamaica. I really like them. We're mm-hmm. supposed to be hanging out um, eventually. And then there's a group on Facebook. I guess that's why I say yes, because there's a brother and sisters of Qatar on Facebook, and there's a lot of black people in that group. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And um, I keep missing the meetups because I'm so tired because I'm not fully adjusted <laughs> to my, um, to Qatar, like the time difference and just moving and all that good stuff and starting a new job so but the next meetup they are having I think it's going to be at a movie I'm going to watch Will Smith's new movie I'll make sure I'm going to go <laughs> yeah make sure you do that you gotta mingle <laughs> yeah I have to I have to so so has that part been kind of relatively easy considering it's, it's so diverse like you haven't felt like singled out or like that you stand out really you know no, I don't. <laughs> I don't feel like I stand out. Like I don't. I don't feel like I'm. I'm different. Now my kids, they ask me. Um, it's so cute. They ask me questions about my hair. They're like, Miss, Miss, how long does it take you to do your hair? 
it's all your hair. Oh my gosh, do you like you sit for six hours to get your hair done? So, but it's like it's so cute. Like it's it, they're so they're curious. Like anybody would be curious. So, I mean that's different, but it's it's cute. It's it's very cute. And what grade are these kids? What grade are they? They are eighth grade, seventh and eighth grade. And is the is the student body as diverse as well, or are they mostly Qataris? Oh no no no, they're um, mostly Qataris. Okay. I teach mostly. Uh, I think uh, my school is either something like ninety eight or ninety nine percent Qatari. Wow, yeah. that's a big. That is a huge. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's so interesting. So the expat community is so diverse, but yet the school where you teach at is mostly Qataris. That is very interesting. Yes. Tell me about like teaching um, like the students. Like, what is that like? How different are they from the kids back in South Carolina? Like, what, what have you experienced so far? Oh, they. Um, <laughs> it's funny teaching them because they're not. They aren't any different from the kids <laughs> back home in South Carolina. Like, um, it's amazing how kids are kids. Like, no matter where you go. Like, um, for example, like, we go through this thing where I have to tell them to put their toppings away. Like, they love toppings over here. What? They're, they're what? <laughs> they're takis. You've heard of takis? What's a taki? Uh, they're like, they're these chips. They're very hot. Uh, they're, they're, like, they're like Doritos. They sell them in the but States? Kids, yes. Oh, I know. <laughs> they I love them. <laughs> and they love them in, they love them in the states too oh and, okay um they you hear them singing songs that are not appropriate I'm like oh please don't <laughs> like wait a minute first of all how do you even know that song like what what is going on here no don't sing that um I don't know they're just kids like they're <laughs> there's so much like uh the kids back home but I will say they're different too, right? Because I mean, it's a whole different country, mm-hmm. and they speak a whole different language. And sometimes, uh, and I don't speak Arabic at all. At all, and uh, my school encourages kids to speak Arabic. It uh, helps. Um, so sometimes I'll give them an assignment, and I'll walk around, and you'll hear them talking in Arabic. And I'm like, um, I mean, you can go and ask them to repeat, but you can see that. They're actually getting their work done. It's more natural and it's um, more free flowing for them to speak in Arabic. And so you just step back and you watch them, and then they're getting it. And, and sometimes you're like, "Oh man!" <laughs> <laughs> now, now I'm the one who doesn't speak the language because um, I'm quite sure back back at home in my classroom in South Carolina, uh, if we had a ESOL student or ESL student and um, I'm sitting up there teaching in English and they might be lost now it's like the, the, the tables have turned and um, uh, that's another big difference also the kids here have a very strong sense of pride about you know who they are uh, oh fa- like family name is very important mm-hmm. You don't want to do anything to bring dishonor to your family, uh, dishonor to Qatar. So, you know, if you say I'm going to call home, like, oh, no, 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 <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Mm. Whereas back at 
States, you I mean it's a toss up. Like, yeah, so call my call my mom. Call my mom. <laughs> yeah, call. Call her. I don't care. She, she don't care. But no, I, I haven't ran into that <laughs> yet here. So. Okay, that, that's good. And do you, when you say the culture is like, is it very Americanized? Like, do they, do they have a lot of Western? Yeah. Okay, so speak to me yeah, about that. It's very Westernized. Everything that, <laughs> everything that we have back home, they pretty much have it back here. Mm. Like, it's, it's so weird. I feel like we haven't, I haven't, excuse me, left back home and like I was saying the kids like they love all the brands that we like back home like it's it's kind of crazy like uh what what brand did I see like Michael Kors is very popular Chloe like all the Adidas and uh Yeezys uh what what's the Kanye's yeah Yeezys Yeezys yeah yeah like all the boys wear Yeezys like Yes. Stutting on them. <laughs> like I was, like I was counting. I was like, oh, like all of them. Most of them is either Adidas or Yeezy. Um, oh. the food that they eat, like I was saying, like the Takis, and just in general, like the culture here, they have embraced, especially like Americana, like the American food and and how we set up our malls, and mm. it's really amazing. So like, what is so? What's like a typical day for you? Like, what do you normally eat then? Since everything is so Americanized, what do you normally eat on a day to day basis? <laughs> um. Well, last night I had ribs from Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pizza Hut is a favorite of mine. Um. What's my What's my favorite favorite? What's the name of the place? Oh, Cheesecake Factory. They have a Cheesecake Factory out there? <laughs> yes, they have, they have like three or four. It's like four malls that have a Cheesecake Factory. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's me and Joanne's um, favorite spot. That's my friend here in Qatar. That's our favorite spot to go. Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> like, it's amazing. I love it. You know what's crazy? It sounds like, I mean, like you said, I don't even think there's a pizza here in Costa Rica. Like, I have not seen a pizza out here. Like, I think, cause it, yeah, no, it's, it's crazy because you think about Costa Rica, and Costa Rica has a lot of American expats and a huge expat community. But, you know, they still retain a lot of, like, their own things here. But it seems like Qatar, like, just based on what you're telling me, like, they have all the things you could think of back home they have, right? It's not like that here. Like, they don't have, like, I mean, they have KFC, but they don't have the like that chicken sandwich. <laughs> I mean, Pop- Popeyes. Sorry, Popeyes. Right. Popeyes. Right. They don't have Popeyes here. They just have KFC. So do they have Popeyes over there? Uh, yes, they do. <laughs> but <laughs> they don't have a chicken sandwich. Are they <laughs> a friend of mine called and she said they don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> she called you to confirm the sad news. They don't have. A chicken. <laughs> yeah, she was like, yeah, they don't have it. So. I called the guy. He was like, she was like, he said, what is this? What is this um, Popeye's chicken sandwich everybody's calling? He was like, I've got like 30 calls today about it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but uh, nobody, nobody uh, had it here. Yeah. So, so I guess that acclimation, that part, that part of the acclimation process has to be very seamless. If a lot of the culture yeah. that you're used to is practically there already. Yeah. 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 Definitely. 
so now that we're saying that, so what would you say? So let's say like, I, you know, you have a friend or I have a friend that is considering or whoever's listening right now to this, to this podcast, what would you say to them about like, how would you sell the Makazar? Like how, what would be your pitch basically? Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, unless you don't want them to come, but <laughs> no, 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 I want y'all to come. No, and I also want to clarify because obviously, like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it from like my, you know, dumb perspective, but like, I'm sure people think of Qatar, they don't think of a place of like living, right? They think of like, oh, the Middle East, uh, a place that I probably shouldn't go to, right, to visit or live. So obviously, you're okay. shedding light on this, on the fact that hey, it's Westernized, you know, there's, it's things are modern, you know, there's air conditioning, you know, like the simple things that you might not even think about, like you have your, your amenities met, right, and and your needs, and you live a a, you live a pretty good life, you know? So, I mean, based on what you're saying. So what would be like your pitch to that to like, hey, like if you haven't considered Qatar, consider it because X, Y, and Z. Okay. Well, let's see. I would say come visit Qatar because it is <laughs> unlike anything you've ever seen before. Mm. Um, so it's a, a place like rooted in its tradition, its culture, has pride in its culture, but you will feel home too. Like you will be part of Qatar too. It's it's a place that's on the cutting edge, like getting ready for it for the future. And if you wanna be part of like the a true globalized place where <laughs> where um, you can just experience another world, but still be connected to what you know in the Western world. I would say Qatar is the place for you. It's the it's the safest country in the world. It's the richest country in the world, and there's some there's something for everyone here. Mm. Did you read that off a script, or was it your own thoughts? <laughs> Top of the dose, man. Top of the yeah. dose. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> You're like, come visit Qatar. <laughs> yes, you should. You should come. No, I'm. I'm definitely because I know you, so I'm, I trust what you say. So I mean, you're living there. I'm not, so I'm trusting what you're telling me right now. Now I definitely be yes. down to go. I wonder how much tickets are actually. I wonder if it's even expensive to go up there. Um, from Costa Rica, probably. Yeah, probably like over a thousand dollars. Jesus, Jesus Christ! Yeah. Um, yeah. How much is your ticket from Costa Rica to New, New York? York? Uh, it was like three fifty, so it wasn't too bad. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm going That's back for uh, Thanksgiving. Um, well, you are. Yeah. We don't, we don't have a break for Thanksgiving. When are you going back? December, like Christmas break. Oh, uh, Christmas break. Got you, got you, got you. But yeah, oh, another thing now I forgot to mention. So. What would you say to people that are like, especially a black and brown person, like, why would I even live in Qatar? Like, can you tell me about like that perspective? Because you said you feel like you don't feel any different. But like, tell us about like, why it's good as a black, as a black woman living in Qatar. I want to give people the impression that there's not racism or bias. Uh I mean, it's, it's racism and bias everywhere. And you just can't get away from that. But I will say that here 
especially as an American. Like, um, and I've heard this from people who who are expats in different countries, like all over the world. And um, it, your skin color really doesn't matter here. What what matters here is the passport. You know, mm. um, there's some privilege in being an American here, and uh, I, I would say that. It really doesn't matter your your skin color here. Um, I feel I feel safer here in Qatar than honestly I do back home. Wow! And it makes me sad to say, but I mean I do. So I don't I I don't feel like no one's ever followed me around the store. If they did follow me around the store, it's to like, hey, let me take that off your hands, like. Here, I'll put it down for you. Or mm. can I help you? It's not like looking at me suspicious, you know. Or the playing field just feels more level here. I don't, I don't necessarily know how to describe it. So, I, so the privilege. So there's a huge privilege. What you're saying, like when it comes like that, that American passport. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like it is. Got it. And now, now tell us about, you mentioned at the beginning that you're single. So any fellas that are out there listening, I'm going to say. No, not any fellas. No, okay, not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, no, Particular, no. you could just say your type if you want to. Nah, but <laughs> no, I ain't going to say my type. You don't find me. <laughs> no, so what, what is like, what is dating like there? I mean, I don't know if you've dated already there, but like what have people told you about dating in Qatar? No, I haven't dated here. I've heard that it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're like, uh, don't get your hopes up too high. I was like, dang. Oh, okay. Well, I won't get my hopes up too high. Why Why but, do they say it's bad? I don't know why. I need to ask her why did she say that. Like, why? <laughs> you didn't even ask. You just took it like, okay, I guess it's bad. <laughs> There's so many men here, and there's not, it's not many women. I think the ratio is like three men to one woman. That's awesome. To one woman. (laughs) (laughs) Or it might might even be higher than that. I don't know. Um, I have to get back to you with the stats. (laughs) I don't know. And then, like, it's a Muslim country, and technically, dating is illegal. So. Wait, sorry, what's illegal? Dating, dating is illegal. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Mm. I don't, don't quote me, but I really think dating <laughs> is illegal here. Got you. Speaking about the, 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 the Muslim component, do you have to like mm-hmm. dress in traditional clothing or you could wear whatever you want? No, I don't. I don't, um, I don't have to wear the abaya. The abaya is the dress that covers. Um, I don't have to wear the hijab over my hair. No, mm. oh, I wow. So they're very open about that as far uh, to like foreigners, yes, I guess. They're very open. Um, you do have certain rules. You want to make sure your knees are covered and your uh, shoulders are covered. But other than that, you can wear anything you want to. Um, mm. And you see some women break the rules, some <laughs> men too. So, <laughs> but it's nobody like, oh my gosh, like we're gonna stone you if you don't cover up. No, like. 
I'm telling you, it's very, it's very chill here. So does it feel free? To, or does it feel like a, like or is a lot of police presence? Or like how does it feel to you, like in that sense? Actually, no. Like you might see a, a police every once in a while, like sitting on the side, like trying to catch spears. But no, like I, there's no big uh, police presence here. Mm. Yeah, Margo, I think we covered a lot and <laughs> I think this went just as well as our first conversation and hopefully the different questions that I asked were, were better and more engaging. <laughs> yes, you did a great job. I like the questions. I'm really good. <laughs> but you did a you did a great job answering answering them and uh, oh, giving us thank a thank you. <laughs> But um, yeah, thanks for coming on, Margo, and hope to speak to you soon. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Margo. Um, I did. It was just good just to get the episode in, honestly, after a month and a half of trying to get her back on after my failed attempt due to my computer crashing. But yeah, no, I, I think this one was really cool because, again, I've never heard of anyone that has lived or even visited Qatar. So to get some perspective on that, on, as you heard, the modernization of, of Qatar and, you know, or how Western it is in certain aspects, but also how different it is in others as well, I think makes it really interesting uh, for someone that is, might be contemplating, you know, moving abroad or even visiting the Middle East. Like, just by her talking to her, like, I now want to go visit her, <laughs> visit Qatar to see what it's all about. And yeah, and obviously there's, 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 um, you know, you've heard of people visiting, you know, like Dubai and, you know, the United Arab Emirates, but not really anywhere else um, that I've heard of at least, or even know people that have done it. So this is cool to get somebody that's actually on the ground going through it, and especially it being a person of color. And I'm noticing different, a lot of different theme, uh, similar themes in the, the privilege that it comes to like the passport, the American passport, and how she mentioned that it's not really the color of your skin that matters so much. It's more of where you come from. So I think it's a very interesting uh, discussion to be had about that, about when you leave outside America, what does that passport mean? You know, and what weight does it carry? But yeah. Um, I'll see you guys next week. I'm not, I don't know who I'm going to have on the next episode. Kind of makes it fun for me, honestly, <laughs> to see who's going to be on the show. Hopefully someone from obviously a different part of the world, a different country. And yeah, this is In Living Color Abroad. Check you out next time. Peace.